Have you ever wondered how to guarantee that your children will continue your life's mission after you depart this earth? The key we learn in today's transformative duff is to engage them, give them front row seats right now. No matter how old they are, let them see what you are doing, how you are leading your life, and then they will become an extension of yourself. Welcome to the Transformative Duff with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today is Duff Hey, page five in the Transformative Duff. Many of our sages, such as the Tur and the Chafetz Chaim, are known by the famous books that they authored. Others, such as Rashi and the Ramban, are known by their personal name alongside their father's name. One of our great rabbis stands out with his appellation referring to his father's and grandfather's names. Rabbi Avram ben Harambam's life was so bound up with that of his famous father that the latter's entire name, which included his own father's name, Maimon, made it into the name by which he became known. What's the reason for his unique name reference? At the age of 48, the Rambam was blessed with the birth of his son. Despite his arrival late in the Rambam's life, he was immediately taken under his father's wing for all matters communal. From young age, Avraham would sit next to the Rambam, watching as he dealt with rabbinic questions, government relations, and community affairs. The Rambam understood how to guarantee that his child would be as dedicated to the community as he was. And indeed, Rabbi Avraham ben Harambam succeeded his father as the head of the Jewish community in Egypt, filling his large shoes with wisdom and dedication. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Elazar said in the name of Rabbi Hanina, Rabbi planted on Purim and bathed in the Tzipori marketplace on the 17th of Tammuz and wanted to uproot Tishabav, but the sages did not agree with him. Rabbi Abba Bar-Zavdi responded, That wasn't the story. It was not a regular Tishabav, rather it was a Tishabav that fell on Shabbos. Since the fast was pushed off, Rabbi felt that it should be pushed off completely, i.e. there should be no fast at all that year. That was the proposal with which the sages did not agree. Rabbi Lazar applied to him the verse, Two heads are better than one. But how did Rebbe plant on Purim? Didn't Rav Yosef teach that the term gladness teaches that it is prohibited to eulogize on Purim? Feasting teaches that it is prohibited to fast, and Yom Tov teaches that it is prohibited to perform labor. Rather, Rebbe was in a place that observed Purim on the 14th, and when he planted, he planted it on the 15th. Is that so? Wasn't Rebbe in Tiveria, and Tiveria was surrounded by walls since the days of Yeshua bin Nun? Rather, Rebbe lived in a place that observed Purim on the 15th, and when he planted, he planted it on the 14th. Says Tosfus, Apparently, it was during the time of Rebbe's friendship with Antoninus, as it says in Tractate Avodazara, that he sought to exempt the Tiberians from taxes, because they were Talmidei Chachamim, they were Torah scholars, as he said, make Tiberius a colony. Let's examine today's Gemara. Seeking to understand where we find Rebbe's association with Tiberius, Tosus concludes that the source is a conversation between Rebbe and his good friend, Roman Emperor Antoninus. In one exchange, the emperor tells Rebbe, I have two wishes. First, I would like my son, Assyrus, to succeed me. 
Second, due to the abundance of Torah scholars there, I would like to make Tiberias, Tveria, a tax-free zone. But I'm afraid that if I were to submit both of these requests to the, to the Roman Senate, they would fulfill only one. They would not fulfill both. What should I do? Rebbe presented a man riding on the shoulders of another man. He placed a dove in the hand of the upper man and said to the lower man, Tell the upper man to let the dove fly forth from his hand. Antoninus understood. Rebbe is teaching me. You should request that Asurus succeed you, and then Asurus will thereafter make Tiberius a tax-free zone. How did Antoninus know that his son would ultimately fulfill his wishes? A number of years ago, Rabbi J.J. Schachter visited Edmonton as scholar-in-residence for the Superstein Shabbaton. The Shabbaton was sponsored by Donnie Superstein in honor of his parents, Jake and Ruth. Although he occasionally returns to Edmonton for business, nowadays Donnie lives in Phoenix. Sitting at the Shabbos table, Rabbi Schachter asked Donnie about his family. At the time, Donnie was divorced, but had a teenage son, Joey. Where's Joey? asked Rabbi Schachter. Oh, he's in Phoenix with his mom, replied Donnie. He's normally with me on weekends, but he stayed with his mother this week because I came up for the Shabbaton. Donnie, said Rabbi Schachter gently, did you ever think what an impression it would make on Joey to have him see how you are conducting your financial affairs? As a parent, the greatest impact you could make on your son is to bring him up close to watch you so that he can learn from and become involved in your philanthropic activities. Your role as a father is to demonstrate to Joey the true purpose of our material lives. How could Antoninus know that his son would fulfill his wishes? Rebbe's message was that the secret is to carry him upon his back. As long as he brought his son along for the ride, he could rest assured that his son would continue his life's mission and aspirations. From Rebbe to the Rambam to Rabbi Shakta, our sages have always understood that the key to generational continuity of mission and purpose is immersion and osmosis of that mission and purpose during the lifetime of the older generation. If we bring our children along with us for the ride by demonstrating the responsibilities we are adopting, only then will they understand and appreciate the importance of the pursuits we hold dear. Rav Yosef Archani teaches that there are two people that one does not envy in the world, one's student and one's child. We all want to see our children not just succeed, but sought even greater accomplishments than we ourselves achieved. Rebbe's message to Antoninus and Rabbi Shakta's message to Donnie was that your child is an extension of yourself. In your short lifetime, you can only achieve so much. Start investing your communal aspirations in your child and your reach will fly like a dove, soaring way beyond what you've achieved in your limited time on earth. As community leaders, we are sometimes so caught up in communal matters, we forget to train our own children to be leaders. It's not easy to find the time. The shortcut is to involve them and let them watch and learn from their front row seats to our lives. Invest in your child's leadership abilities and qualities. Bring them into the conversation from an early age. Get them inspired to follow in your footsteps. May your leadership accomplishments continue to grow for generations to come. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. 
Whether you've been doing Dafyomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Dafyomi global movement, there's something in the transformative Daf for everyone. It's about joining the conversation, it's about talking over the Daf with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaic Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicopress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.